0: Welcome to 99 miles per hour with me, your host, Percy Garner. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Your Pizza. Now, this is a local pizza shop in New Philly. Uh, they're at 152 Front Avenue in New Philadelphia. You can find their pizza online at yourpizzashop.com. Or if you can call right now for, uh, to order for delivery, it's 330-339-48888. Now, you can also find subs uh, salads of course And uh, boneless wings Now y'all know me <laughs> If y'all seen the show before I don't be messing with the salads But They got everything for everybody Try some of this pizza It's amazing yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Mikasa Make yourself at home Welcome to 99 miles per hour with me, your host, Percy Garner. Uh, Today is going to be really fun. I got a special guest today, but uh, I do want to, um, I guess pay the bills. Is that what they say? Pay the bills before we we get to the special guest. So we want to thank our sponsors of today, um, which you just saw me eating pizza. And uh, our other sponsor is Peterman Plumbing. Uh, we appreciate both of you guys for making this content possible. And uh, now let's get into it. So I'm really excited about today. And I always, I'm, I like having these cool introductions, but I, I really don't, you know, usually I'm like, oh, well, he broke this record. He did this or they've run this business for so long. I'm going to say one simple line uh, about our guest is people love Sheriff Orvis Campbell. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say.
1: That's about all you can say because I didn't break any records. I don't own any business. I didn't do anything actually successful. So oh I'll stick with uh, they love me and I'm happy with that. So.
0: No, well I, I really, you know, when I was talking with uh, Bob Everett is, um, just ser- serving our community now i look at myself as serving our community as well yeah but you know you're doing it in a in a more difficult manner with a lot more uh you know pressure i just hand checks to people uh <laughs> so uh i really admire that and you know that's what and on top of that your your personality i i've i think i i don't know if i've have I met you before
1: Yes. Well, briefly, uh, we were together at Buckeye career center for something. Oh and, yes. Uh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for saying I'm memorable Percy. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, like, uh,
0: see, this is why I love having them on the show though. So I love having people with, you know, that are, are funny on the show, you know, cause I'm not that funny. I just smile a lot. So, but, um, I just want to say that in the first three minutes you said people love you and
1: I don't remember ever meeting you. So that the uh, <laughs> two conflict a little bit, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm here with a, you know, a guy who pitched for the Indians. So I'm happy to be here and all, but <laughs> they love you, but don't, I don't know who you are.
0: Yeah. It's all good. No, I'm, I'm going to know who you are from now on. And okay. because of the show, I get to learn more about, you know, you as a person and, um, You know see how you've served our community because uh you know obviously i want to learn more about that and talking with bob and he mentioned a lot of uh you know just how law enforcement has been you know looked at or just it's just been it's been hard i guess to be a law enforcement uh or anyone in law enforcement and for me i've never had a bad experience um with anyone local you know actually (laughs) the benefit of the doubt with uh, Dover area. So, but we won't go into those details. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, if they're, if they're from across the river, you're going to get stopped a lot. I'm just saying, you
0: know, the strikeouts yes. still hurt. <laughs> well, you, you don't really do, you're like the, you cover everything, Tuscarawas County, correct? Yeah. 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 yeah so uh, I guess I should have said that Tuscarawas County Sheriff yeah. Horace Campbell. So um, look, the reason why I really have you here is because it started with Jim Gill. And uh, I mentioned this before we started the show is, you're when you read uh for the library for the kids and just how many views that video got and how many people loved it i was like you know so i watched it and i was like dang i I like this guy (laughs) and i was like i gotta have him on the show so i appreciate you coming on and uh but like uh you know how how's everything been you know how's your what's your state of mind right now so it's, it's 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 crazy state of mind i mean if uh you know the average citizen i'm sure feels like
1: the world is upside down right now i mean um you know, when we look at politics in, in D.C., it doesn't matter which side you support. But if one side says, oh, you know, it's five o'clock, it's time for dinner. The other side says, it's not five o'clock. They <laughs> can't agree to five o'clock. You know, it must be six o'clock because they said it was five. I mean, it, yeah. the whole thing's become ridiculous. True. And it, that all trickles down. That anger trickles down. Um, the way people deal with you, the, the, the smaller amount of patience people show with each other. That's the one thing we notice on a daily basis. But... We just try to get through. I mean, the sheriff's job is is a lot different than a police job. It's 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 a a little more complex, but we all have the same goal in mind, which is keeping the public safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I'm glad to have you on. I'm excited to, you know, to I mean, get into some of the, uh, you know, I didn't make the mistake of including the fast questions in the, uh, in the outline today. So, you know, we got to ask you some quick questions at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. He's surprised. I All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, they're nothing crazy, but yeah, I'm, uh, ready, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. He's ready. He's ready. Um, but what I remember just from like, what has it been 10 minutes, <laughs> just your energy, man. And you know, not many people, I guess associate a personality with Uh, with law enforcement or policemen or sheriff it's more of a you know a serious you know i got a job to do and i got to keep everyone safe but you're allowed to you know have a good time (laughs) what do you think
1: about that well my job it's so funny because it's going to sound political um the sheriff's job in and of itself is the sheriff is the chief law enforcement official in the county i'm over all of the law enforcement agencies and it's that way because i'm elected i'm the only position that's the only position in each county it's the only position that The citizens choose who is in charge. So they give you the Mm -hmm. most authority. But honestly, why I try to stay fun is um, everything I do is about people. It's it's about people. So if if you're with people and suddenly everybody annoys you and grinds you, that's the time to get out of the profession. If you are grumpy with everybody, if every encounter is um, something that sends you home upset, and it's probably time to get out. So one of the things I look for is, those kind of statements. I mean, I want people to recognize. I still love being around people. I mean, yeah. do I have bad days? Do I have you know people that's just like, Ugh! <laughs> of course. But in the average part, it's I love people. I mean, there's people that you try to help that you spend hours and days trying to help, and they fight you the entire yeah. time. Yeah. But that's what this job is. That's what I signed up for. It's gotten better and worse over the my last uh, twenty eight years with the sheriff's office. I've only had three jobs in my life. And, uh, you know, uh, it started, I got helped a lot. You know, one of the things I say anytime anyone talks to me is, I don't believe there's any such thing as a self-made man. Mm. You know, you'll hear about these people that started a business from the ground up and they became a great success. And I'm sure they worked very hard. And I'm sure that their hard work is the biggest reason. But somewhere along the line, people were lifting them up. People were opening doors for them. Why? Why? I've had that happen so many times. I'm only here because of other people and I try to remember that.
0: That's what's up. I mean, I, I agree with that. And a lot of people I've had on the show that are successful businessmen, you know, would agree with you as well. And they mentioned, you know, they actually went into detail about who mm-hmm. they, you know, contribute a lot of that to, which we might get into. But <clears throat> I'm I'm glad you kind of already touched on, you know, you're ahead of the schedule, like, touching on the responsibilities of sheriff, because I was curious and I'm glad, but how has, you know, COVID, I guess, infected, no, not infected,
1: affected. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah. infected, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, true. Yes, yeah, true. But I mean, how has it affected, uh, you know, your your job as a sheriff and, and I guess the, a lot of the people that you deal with? So we have...
1: The sheriff's office has five major divisions. I mean, I have about 110 employees, um, but we have the the road patrol guys you see in the black and gold cars, and I have a detective bureau and a crime scene agent, and I have um, the jail, which is my biggest division. So I run the only full service jail in the county, and it's uh, it is the the biggest area that is hit by COVID. You know, you mm-hmm. you heard when this pandemic started about these infestations in prisons and jails. And, um, you know, we have, you've not read about that in ours. It is an incredible amount of work to keep the jail clean, to keep inmates separated, to keep, uh, inmates quarantined where we do not have enough cells to quarantine our people for what the CDC recommends, but yet we've had tremendous success, um, in doing that, but it's been hard. We also have a civil division, which is kind of the division nobody really thinks about. If you don't pay your mortgage or your taxes, we sell your home. We do Mm. serve subpoenas. We serve the courts. I have a court services division. And then 911. So outside of the actual effect of the jail, you know, worrying about inmates, trying to keep them safe, uh, because that's my job. It's Mm. my job to keep them safe. They're in my custody and control and care, and I want to keep my employees safe, and I want to keep the inmates safe. And it's that's been the constant worry. If anything kept me awake during the pandemic, it's that. Mm. It's what happens if there's a big outbreak in the jail. Yeah, uh, We have a tremendous doctor, a medical director, and we've got a tremendous uh, uh, couple of nurses and stuff like that. But it's still, it's a lot of work. Um, the, uh, the next part is, it's not uh, just a statistic. Uh, depression has run rampant. During really? the pandemic, and we deal with a, uh, uh, a tremendous amount of people who are struggling with um, mental illness okay. and out on the street, and that's another big one. Uh, uh, these people are not handling the stress of the pandemic well. They already have some issues, and we have constant calls. So we've had an increase in suicides and a, a great increase of of overdose of drug wow. overdoses that uh, many of which resulted in death. So there's a there's a there's definitely an effect. Um, but what we try to do at the office is we got to remember that, uh, even if we're having some of our own problems in that, you know, we've had staff that's gotten COVID and things like that, but our job is to try to take away some of those problems from the community, not to add to them. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we go out and we do a good job of that. Sometimes we have to go out and fake it. Sometimes we have to go out and fake. We're in a good mood because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to take our problems to the public. We're supposed to try to help alleviate them or theirs.
0: So I mean, and I could, you know, that's, that's one thing I don't think people talk about or think about as much is, and I had JJ Broski on here and he was sharing, uh, you know, his side of it. If community mental health is, you know, there, that's another thing, obviously it is affected and there's, there's symptoms and, you know, it's, you know, hurt a lot of people physically, but mentally is another aspect. So I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, but when, like for me, it, I haven't really noticed as much, obviously you're around, you know, people like you said, and, uh, you've noticed it firsthand. I mean, how does that, when you think about that and you're looking at, you know, someone that you want to help and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's COVID related and it's mental. Like how, how do you, I mean, go about that being a sheriff and not really like a, you know, like a doctor or something like that. I mean, how does that affect you? Are you like, man, this, this sucks or,
1: well, you know, we were when, when the pandemic first started, um, and we were starting to get a whole bunch of positives before they had a really good system set up. Um, the health departments were having trouble going out and making the notifications. And then some of those notifications, uh, there was a pretty good outbreak in a, in the Hispanic population. And, um, Uh, so they called upon me to assist them and we were sending out teams of people to just knock on doors to notify them, you know, to call. And and many of those times we had difficulty speaking with them. So, you know, we, we just tried to get them to smile. We'd stand back, we'd get them to nod to see what parts we could understand. We usually hand them some instructions that were, um, you know, in their language and have them call and then we'd stand by and make them call and then they'd give us a thumbs up and, (laughs) and then we just try to let other people know that you know, that, listen, I know this is scary to you, but, um, you know, most of the people are surviving this. It's okay. Just, just treat this seriously. And we just tried to be a positive on on that aspect of it because it was at the beginning of this, man, it was really scary. I mean, people were, you know, everything shut down, everybody locked up. You couldn't buy toilet paper and everybody worried (laughs) whether this was going to be the end of their family. And, uh, you know, as a law enforcement officer, you're just supposed to try to make every situation better. So what we would do is just try to explain some of the things that we had witnessed firsthand, and all the people that that you know were getting better. And it's you know this wasn't it's going to be okay. Yeah. Do this, and and most people were great with us. I mean, yeah. it was uh, it was a very, definitely a scary time. But if you if you can't step up and and try to lead, not just as a sheriff, but as any deputy, if you can't step up and try to lead your community at times like that. And you're not going to have the support of them any other time. You
0: know? Yeah. Thanks. So, thanks. So, look at this dude is helping me out with a lot of stuff and, you know, realizing, you know, what everything it, it's hard to, to look at what you just explained, what you guys did with COVID, uh, not even without COVID and the stuff you do on day to day. And, you know, everybody that is in your divisions and what they do for the community. It's pretty amazing when you start to think of it like that. Yeah. I know many people like to, you know, look at, you know, social media or, you know, major media, um, outlets and, you know, give, you know, law enforcement a bad rap, but for you, what made you want to get into, you know, law enforcement or how, how that, how that happen? Well, I've only had three jobs
1: and I, I don't remember exactly. I remember being really young, wanting to be in law enforcement, no law enforcement in my family. In fact, someone might've been on the other side, but (laughs) no law enforcement on my family or anything like that. But I just... You know, I, I fell in love with the idea. Um, the first TV show I remember watching was Chips, which was the corniest <laughs> show ever. But what I did like, all jokes aside, was Punch and John always did the right thing. They were never on the wrong side of the law. So even though you saw this corny motorcycle riding and all this thing, they look good in uniform and they always were on the right side of the law. There was never any sort of uh, corruption, you know, hinted at those. And on the opposite side of that, to this day, I still hate law enforcement uh, movies that Show corrupt law enforcement. Like there's,
0: there's, has there ever been a movie where just a cop was a good cop? Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I can watch it if, in fact, the, the the dirty cop goes to jail in the end. But, it, I mean, the whole time it's one of the most uncomfortable things. Yeah. Because I sit and wonder, do people think – I'm going to give you a good example. A great actor, Denzel. Yeah. Training Day. Yeah. Hate that movie. <laughs> Hate that movie. Are you, you the know? Only one that says that? Or? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But I hated it. Because I sit and wonder and go, people think – Do people think that's how we operate? I
0: think that probably helps with not helps isn't a good word, but it adds to insult to injury from what's going on because that's all I've seen. Literally movies is there's always some negative like connotation to cops or law enforcement. Somehow if, if it's just the low level or if it's, top notch to government CIA there's always like every movie I watch or TV series now because yeah. TV series are big now and it's it's crazy so I'm glad that you're showing exactly you know what you guys do for the community day in and day out and and it's almost like the the love movies you know where they oh they fall in love but then you don't really see what happens after yeah <laughs> so like these movies are like oh yeah the, you know cops they do this and 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 they're bad but you don't they don't really show What really happens you know so everybody has this oh i saw this movie once where this cop did this so this cop could do this so i I think i think it's good that you know we have this you know back and forth and we talk about stuff like this um and i'm sure have you seen the um the youtube video where the ex-football player uh, emmanuel ocho talks to the california um, police department and it's it's sort of like a smaller area, just like Dover, and it's very helpful. I might share that with you after. Okay, but that's that's great. Yeah, that's it's great. it's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. But um, for me, like when when we look at your job as sheriff, and obviously you were elected, it I didn't even think about that. You know, obviously that's just how it works, but you know that that should that makes you feel good, right, a little bit.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's how they assign authority in the, in the United States. I mean, when you look at the military. The top person in charge of the military is not a military official; it's an elected official. They always give the most authority to those who mm. the citizens choose. That's just how it works. That makes sense. And uh, so it's it really is an honor like that, you know. And uh, this is my second term, so I'm in my fifth year now. Um, you know, they're four year terms, and okay. and you want to go and and everybody asks me how long I want to go, and they don't believe me, but I really don't have a time. I don't want to stay too long where. People think I'm just the guy that has held it too long. I mean, I really <laughs> want people to find value in it. Um, my entire life, my entire adult life has been working for Tuscarawas County. I started two weeks after high school. Um, so my first job, I think you know my first boss, who is still one of the most supportive and influential people in my life, is Doug Clark.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: Doug hired me at 16. And I can tell you some amazing stories about what he did for me, but I'm telling you, I owe a lot to Doug Clark. That's what's and up. When I was 18, a judge named George Demas came in and introduced himself at the sporting goods store and hired me away, asked me to be a probation officer. I didn't even know what one was. I didn't apply. <laughs> I honestly, never, really? had never seen drugs what? or anything. And he said, "I, it's a juvenile probation job. I want to hire someone close to their age that can relate to them. That was it. And he said, "I heard you have an interest in law enforcement." And uh, next thing you know, not only did Doug Clark you know, uh, let me go to lunch with him, and when I got hired, Doug Clark has done nothing but support me for the next thirty some years. I mean that I worked from with Doug uh, for Doug from sixteen to eighteen, and I worked uh, juvenile court from eighteen to twenty one, and now I'm. I turned 49 next month and I've been with the sheriff's office uh, since I was 21. So, wow. That's um, crazy. But that's what I'm saying is I, I could sit here, we could do a, an entire another show about people who didn't just say, oh, hey, you got a job. I mean, I was from a really poor family and I've told this story numerous times, so I don't want to waste a bunch of time in your podcast because if people have listened to me before, they've heard can find it. it. Yeah, But when I was working for Doug a week, and my car had a very expensive breakdown, and you know, and it back then it was twelve hundred dollars in nineteen eighty eight, and that might as well have been
0: ten thousand yeah, in my family.
1: And Doug didn't hesitate; he just he'd only known me a week. He wow. pulled out twelve hundred dollars and he handed it to me. and He paid to get my car fixed. I paid him back interest free. Yeah, but I, I can't even That's begin special. to tell you uh, the stuff he's he's done for me. So these people all think like, man, you come from the family. You come from the. You know, because my home was condemned by the health department. I was like, oh, man, you really pulled your... I didn't pull anything up. I had people lifting me.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you a, a, a bunch of other stories, but... Maybe we'll do that know? on the next time you come back, because this show is going to go on for a long time. So... Okay. What we what we be having yeah. return... All right, that uh, sounds you good. You know, because, you know, I can already tell I want you back on the show. The so.
1: second <laughs> show, though, I'm going to bring a bat, and uh, we're going to see if you really got the goods, because I think I can hit it. All right? I'm just saying. I've never even played organized baseball at any age, but I'm pretty sure I cannot you out of the park i'm you just saying you know you play wiffle ball yeah
0: oh i played some wiffle ball okay, yeah okay maybe All we'll right. do some wiffle ball yeah i don't know how my arm's are shaped. you know i might need the wiffle ball real ball might, my arm might come off with the ball yeah you do
1: come <laughs> to think come to think of it maybe we should wait a few more years and make sure you're it's not in shape you know you
0: might still be a little too close to your prime for me yeah oh my gosh um well, family. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, do a, uh, I guess, touch on that because family is obviously important to me. That's a lot of the subjects we talk about on the podcast, you know, besides business and sports is family and parenting and stuff like that. Now, is there any fear with your family that something might happen to you ever and they don't really... Sh- stress about that
1: you know i've got we've got four kids um and three are grown and we have an eight-year-old and uh i don't i don't think the kids the older kids ever saw any fear my eight-year-old definitely doesn't i mean he he thinks like i'm like king of the world you know he thinks i'm a superhero my wife wife went through some phase early on where she worried every time i used to get called out because i used to get called out a lot in the middle of the night and Mm. she would get worried then but i think she's over that now um I mean, I don't think she worries. One, we live in a great area, and generally, in yeah. this area, although violent things happen, generally the community supports us in yeah. law enforcement here, yeah, and yeah. we're very lucky that way. So sure. I don't think they work a lot. I know it takes a toll. The hours probably take a toll on them more than anything else. Oh, I missed okay. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember when my daughter, one, you know, my one daughter was young. There were several Christmases in a row. I was called out, Dang. you know, and it just happens that yeah. way. And then you go and you're fine. And but I think that they just become accustomed to it. The things we ask them to become accustomed to not really fair but you know, but they get all of this
0: yeah. on
1: uh you know, in exchange for that. So it's kind of an even. exchange.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, they do though. They they're very lucky. That's what I like to say. You know, my wife's lucky. Yeah. So <laughs> I love you, sorry. Um Oh, <laughs> uh, just to, I know we kind of are jumping around. We were talking about law enforcement and how You know, people are viewing it, and how movies portray it, and stuff like that. How can do you have like? I'm not asking you to come up with a solution. Like, here I've got the issue to the uh, the solution to the problem right here. Now, just like, what do you think? There's some things outside of you know media that has a negative connotation to law enforcement. Is there anything you know deep down and just how culture is, or you just think it's it's just weird that? You know, hey, well, this group of people might not look at law enforcement the same way. Yeah,
1: well, so what what law enforcement can do better is um, what we can do is educate the public better about how the job really works. And, uh, you know, if you've seen some in big areas where, say, for example, a topic that hits the the media and it's very hot when there's a use of force or a shooting There's some great simulators out there. We do what's called um, force-on-force munition training. And one of the things that I've seen that some big agencies do uh, periodically is they'll bring in some professional reporters and let them go through the training. They'll give them some training ahead of time, and then they'll put them through, and then they'll see. And usually those people shoot much quicker than the police. And usually that's, you know, and it's. But then they'll kind of justify it and say, well, yeah, but, you know, I'm not really the police. I didn't have all their training and stuff like that. So, but the first thing I think is just making people understand our job, you know, and that's one of the reasons why um, I always accept an invitation to talk and educate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with when I get my budget, uh, the county commissioners, if they watch this, they're going to laugh because <laughs> <laughs> our office holders are... They given a budget meeting all of us who are elected we you know um, I answer to the taxpayers I'm in charge of the sheriff's office but once a year I have to get my budget from the commissioners and once I get that budget I'm the office holder I spend it the way that I see fit but but it's always a checks and balances if I spent the money really terribly this year you can better believe there's going to be an adjustment to my budget next year like yeah. if I went out and bought you know, uh, gold rims for the cruisers or something, you can guess that next year that there's going to be a checks and a balance. that's not going to work out in my benefit, which is exactly how it should be. But the first year, um, you know, they told me I'd have about 45 minutes and this is not a joke. Um, it, my first budget presentation was three and a half hours, uh, videos, movies, PowerPoints. Um, right. and the only mistake I really made, they'll say I made several, but the only mistake I made is I really didn't think about lunch because I started at like 10 a.m. and they were really not very happy with me at the end. So after that, I we started accounting for some food uh, during my budget presentation. The sheriff's office is the largest budget for the commissioners, and it generally goes last because of that, you know, because you've got to find a way to balance the budget. But I've got great commissioners, uh, you know, Commissioner Abiel, Shreddy, and Landis are very supportive, and I don't get all the money I want. Um, I don't even get all the money they want to give me because they only have so much money. Oh, yeah. And that's how it works. But in general, I think law enforcement can do a better job of educating the public. And then law enforcement is just like politics. All politics are local. It's grassroots. You know, if you if you want your community to support you, it doesn't matter. I I could put all the dog a pony shows. I can I can sit in all the podcasts, but it really comes down to what did Percy experience when he encountered a sheriff's deputy was it positive or was it negative and you're going to have some negatives there's no doubt about that some of them we deserve to be rated as negative and some of them the citizen may be wrong that mm-hmm. they were just out of line and didn't like the fact that they were being told how to act or what to do people don't like being told what yeah. to do we learned that again over this mask thing yeah. people do not like to be told <laughs> what to do whether it's yeah. good science or not yeah. they don't care but <laughs> But that's what it comes down to. When you have a certain number, we have about 18,000 calls a year to sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. And all of those add up to a number of positives and negatives. And every every 911 dispatcher that answers a phone and every deputy that makes a traffic stop or answers a domestic, they're going to determine our reputation. And you, when you have an issue like Ferguson or you have an issue like you know, Portland or those kind of issues, it's too late then. Yeah. If you haven't already built a solid reputation in the community, <laughs> you're not going to fix it then. Yeah, true. So wow. I think that that's what you do is it's got to be done every single day. You you can't just say it. You have to prove in the way you serve your community that you love them as people. And it without sounding corny, you know, law enforcement, it's, it's kind of illegal to use the love word, but if you don't love people, you're not going to be any good at it. I mean – Honestly, if you think you got into it for guns or tactical or cool stuff, that's like this much of the job. It's 99% of it is dealing with people that are going through very rough and tough times. And, you know, today I had a meeting and everybody knew I had a meeting at one o'clock where I knew someone was going to come in and yell at me um, for about an hour. And uh, I didn't do anything wrong, but I knew it was coming. And that's about how that meeting went. And and that's just okay. And at the end, I uh, I you know I gave the person a pat on the shoulder and and I they know I tried to help them every way I could. And that's about all
0: you can do. Man. So. yeah. I mean, that's just it's for me. I when I when I talk about my experiences, like I've had <laughs> just recently, you know, I made some bonehead decisions, and uh, I had to have. I was at Doco, and I was too busy worried about these donuts that I locked myself out of my car. <sighs> And, uh, just, just some funny, uh, you know, law enforcement banter, the guy, um, I think it was officer Hitchcock, Hitchcock came out really quick. Like I wasn't expecting it, but he's like, look, it's all good.
1: It a, call a donut <laughs> shop, Percy. I mean, come on. What do you mean you weren't expecting him to show up quick?
0: <laughs> do that thing. same thing
1: at AutoZone and see how quick it gets there. Come on.
0: Uh, well, I, I called a uh, officer Hitchcock came up and I was like, um, I actually said it on the phone when I called, I said, Hey, my name is dummy. And I, (laughs) I locked myself out of my car and he shows up and obviously he knew it was, and he's like, come on, man. Yeah. And he does it. And then I just like, um, I just like in my head, I'm like, man, that, that was, that's a nice encounter. They're funny about it. And when he got there, the officer I talked to on the phone told him that there was a a kid in the car. That's why he rushed. (laughs) and then he pulls up and he's like Where, where's your kid i'm like oh, they just
1: gosh. assume because of how many donuts you <laughs> ordered there must have been a group of kids somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah no one needs to see what i what i eat at doco yeah. but um but yeah it's it i've just had you know obviously i've had family that has been in you know in prison and stuff like that but you know my overall experience is uh with officers and i think they they've all just not because not, it wasn't always when I, oh, he plays, he's the quarterback for Dover. That's not how it always was. You know, I wasn't always the quarterback for Dover and I've, you know, growing up, I've just had those experiences. The only negative ones I've had have been, you know, not me in real life has been what I've watched. So for me, um, and I think my personality, I just love people just like you. So it's a little different. My take on, you know, on law enforcement and how, you know, I'm, I mean, the last time I think I was in the police station I was trying to sell copy so yeah, <laughs> So
1: that's yeah. a little different. That's where you were working when I was
0: with you at Buckeye. We were down uh, Yeah, something. yeah. yeah. Know, that know, was for, yeah, fun times. That was a that was a good sale. Thanks, yeah. Buckeye. But, um, <laughs> but for me, I also want to just, I know we talked about your career, how you ended up where you did. And I think we might even have a clue to what my next, uh, the answer to my next question is. And, you know, who, who do you think had, I guess this might be hard to ask. I mean, hard to answer, but who do you think had the biggest impact like on, on. The, the best qualities you think you have as a person right now, or like the, who had the best impact on your character and your what type of uh, person you've become? Oh my gosh. You can, you can, it doesn't have to be one person. <laughs> you just say, <laughs> listen, this is okay. So I know we talked about, you know, Mr. Clark.
1: Yeah. I'm going to tell you that there's so many, but I will, I'm going to, I'm going to narrow it down to four okay. real quick for you. And okay. I won't, I won't, I won't bore you, but I grew up again in a very poor family and, and, And I was a, my family loved me. I wasn't an abused kid, anything like that. And I went to school and I got really mediocre grades and I was fine with mediocre grades because lunch was the most important thing of the day for me. (laughs) And I remember being in middle school, never thinking I was intelligent. And this is, is, I remember this like yesterday and we took some standardized tests and, um, the teacher was named Melody Libertor. She was a Doverite. She was a oh, okay. wonderfully talented person, and I think she lives out of state now. And I somehow got a perfect score on the test. And I say this all the time, but it was on accident. I didn't study. It was a state test. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that day that um, we got our scores back. She called me up from the class, and you know she was a um, a really nice person, and she made a big fuss out of me, and I was embarrassed, and I was just wanted up. <laughs> let me go back and let me get to lunch where I can hang out with my friends and <laughs> yeah. act stupid. And I went home that day and, and, uh, my, uh, my mom had made me a cake. And as ridiculous as it sounds in my family, you got a cake one time a year for yeah. your birthday. Yep. And my mom was crying because Mrs. Libertor called her. And that changed me immediately in that, um, that, that, that was an English class, you know, they call it language arts now, but I, from that day forward, I felt like I was smart and I never got anything but an A in high school, college, again, and wow. in English. now my daughter's an English teacher because wow. I convinced her people could change <laughs> your life like that. Yeah. And to, to her, she probably had a, a, you know, a million of these encounters over the, all the years she was a teacher and all the people she influenced and maybe she never heard that story. But it it changed me immediately and it made me think more of myself, which is kind of Mm -hmm. important in life. Yes. And then, (laughs) then I get to Doug Clark, who just treated me wonderful. I saw, you know, people live the completely different than I did. His whole family treated me like family. They still do. I mean, when I see, you know, Julie and I see Trevor a lot Mm -hmm. and and Holly and Doug and everybody treat me like, I don't get to see Jason much anymore. He lives up North in Cleveland, you know, and stuff like that. But I just love them like family. Yeah. And then I worked for George Demas, who was a uh, really, it was a rock star of this community. This was a guy who was a prosecutor and then was a judge for 30 years. And, and most people don't know it, but he was the only attorney, the at- only attorney prosecutor and like, 25, 27 years that defeated Effley Bailey. Effley Bailey actually flew into this county once, took on a case <laughs> and uh judge Demas defeated him and they hung a big banner across. And what? these were men. Yeah, this is a true story. Oh, and uh judge Demas was just a, uh, just one of those people that, um, was not afraid of anybody. And, you know, so from Clars, I learned about, you know, compassion and networking, half the people that know me today still know me from Clark athletic supply. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then from from George Demas, I learned uh, not to back down from any challenge. I mean, he would take on anything, and he was this incredibly um, big-hearted guy, giant sports fanatic, and you know. But he wore his heart on his sleeve. He'd yell and scream, and then he'd have his arm around you, and you uh. know, he did some crazy things. But for law enforcement, it's it's there's no doubt the biggest um, influence on me was a guy named Harold McKimmy. Um, Sheriff McKimmy is still around. He's 91. He hired mm-hmm. me. He promoted me to detective at 24. And he is responsible for every good thing I've I've done in law enforcement. He's just incredible. Uh, he, I screwed up a lot. And he called me in to tell yeah. me I screwed up. And then it would turn into a 45-minute lesson. And every time I left, um, I felt like he was invested in me. And I tell this funny story one time. There was a complaint about me. It's a young deputy. And... Um, he called my house because I was off, but, but he handled complaints like that very seriously. Yeah. And that's something else he taught me still today is someone complained. He didn't know whether it was true or not, but to him handling the complaint in an urgent way showed the public that he cared about them, yeah, even if he disagreed sure. with them later. And I remember he called my house and I hadn't moved out, but had moved back home because <clears throat> my dad had passed away, but my mom answered the phone and he, and you know, he had this, he has this great recognizable voice, and he says, "Ah, oh, Mrs. Campbell, Harold McKimmy calling. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Warvis. Is he there? And she says, no, no, no. You know, he's he had to run to the dry cleaners to get his uniform. Well, the next five minutes, she tells me, is him telling, oh, man, he always looks so good in uniform. You must be so proud of your son, you know? Man, his uniforms look better than anyone else's. Man, that's a sharp-looking kid. Where's he get his uniforms done? And she tells him, and I'm standing at the counter of the uniform place, and the phone rings, and it's Sheriff McKimmy going, <laughs> Hey, get down to my office right now, you know, but so he taught me that even when I better be right when there's a complaint, yeah. cause he's going to follow up on it. And that was an important lesson. I mean, you, you know, I remember being a young detective and him just, he whistled as he came down the hall and. I'd hear that whistle and I'd be packing up my bag to get out and get on a case. Cause I didn't want to have to answer to him Is why well I was sitting behind a desk. If there was unsolved stuff yeah. and all of us were like that. I mean, he, he held a high standard and he's up. definitely responsible for that. And he, um, he also was, we were talking about how much fun he played the greatest practical jokes really? and, uh, you know, um, 46 year career law enforcement, man, he was a, I know he was a great oh, yeah, sheriff. Yeah. I had honor working
0: under. That's what's know? up. I love hearing those type of stories, man. Oh, That's man. why I was like, you know, I want to make sure I touched on this that's awesome yeah he's the best now um do you have any other goals that you haven't accomplished yet that you want to oh yeah hit off the checklist
1: yeah so we're you know we um, uh, there's certain goals that I've already crossed off but um, you know you want I, none of my goals are personal anymore I can't get promoted again. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm at the rank I'm going to be at until I re- retire. And so they're now just community goals. I mean, one of the things I've been really proud of was we have a full-time crime scene agent, and he's like one of 30-something that has an international accreditation to ever have that accreditation here in Ohio. And I did that with no tax increase, meaning no additional tax money requested from the voters and nothing even additional to my budget. Um, I was able to do it within budget by moving stuff. And now you can't go to Stark County, Summit County, Cuyahoga County doesn't have their own crime scene agent. And uh, we've got it here in Tuscross County. And as soon as we started the program, it made a big difference. Uh, we're doing things that other local law enforcement cannot do themselves, that, you know, have to call on others. And, you know, uh, I'm very proud of that. So, You know, I don't care whether it's technology that I'm after or something else. It's all like, how do we get it so the citizens see something differently? Because I really believe, like when you talk about the grassroots and we talk about how do we do it, if you have a burglary tonight, Percy, and our guy shows up and one, he's courteous and professional, and then we we do a good job and solve the case and you see a crime scene agent show up and you're thinking, man, this isn't just some guy who's just going to write down a report. Yeah, true. That's how you make a community believe in you. I mean, and then when you screw up, and we do. Yeah, we do. Um, when you screw up, they're a little more forgiving because they've seen the other good stuff that you do. Yeah, um, because uh, we, we
0: we make our share of mistakes, that's <laughs> for sure. Who doesn't? Um, I yeah. mean, I mean, you may have the uniform on, you may have a vest on, you're still a human being. Yeah. So, I mean, people still have to realize that, and I, I think that's been overlooked.
1: And you guys uh, say you're sorry when you screw up, yeah. I mean, true. and that's that's hard for us cops to do sometimes,
0: you know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard uh, for, I think, just you know, men,
1: yeah, I know. And then you put a badge on them and be like, listen, ma'am, I'm not required to say, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, actually you're sorry for getting burglarized. That's how it is here. But no, it's, it's, if if you can do that, if you can humble yourself and just know that, you know, Hey, that person has just yelled at you was completely off base. They, they were wrong about what they said, but you just got to realize like they're going through a, a horrible time. I have seen crimes that have affected families And some of the worst ones, you know, I investigated um, uh, several dozen murders, myself as a lead investigator. And there's times when I see the families at a grocery store and I duck the other way because I worry I solved the case. The case went to court. The person got life without the possibility of parole. But to me, when I see them as soon as they see me, I'm the, I'm an immediate reminder of the worst day of their life. That's how it feels. And then I had a family, a very special family from one of my murder cases who, who wouldn't let that stand. And they forced their way into my life and they're close (laughs) friends today. And uh, they said, look, we think about that day every day of our life anyway. You think Uh, seeing you is the one, I mean, come on, you arrogant guy. I mean, it's not you that makes us think and they have become close friends and that's what's up people that supported me and stuff like that so it's it's that's good what's
0: up. all right now we gotta we gotta bring the heat right now so oh, okay so this is before we wrap it up okay we are gonna do the fast i gotta think of a cool title but because i can't say fast 99 mile an hour questions but i'm just gonna say the fast nine okay and hopefully it's nine questions okay <laughs> All right. So we started doing this recently and I I have fun doing it. I don't care if any viewer doesn't like it or not. I like doing it. So, um, favorite movie.
1: Oh, well, I have, I, I love movies. I'm one of those guys, but if I have to pick one, I would normally pick a law enforcement one, but I'm getting away with it. It's a wonderful life. Okay. okay. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. I
0: like it. You got that was pretty quick. Most people struggle.
1: Yeah, well, I'm it's I, I'm worried right now because if my family was here, they're going to say, "Yeah, he loves the movie," but he yells at us if we even breathe loud during he's watching that movie on Christmas Eve. I kick him out of the room. Two funny things about me is I love to watch It's a Wonderful Life Christmas Eve and you you cannot talk during it or you are going to be banished from the room because that's what it's all about, the Christmas spirit. Get out of the room. Two is I watch the um uh, I love to watch the State of the Union uh, okay. by the president, and I know it's complete. You know, only half of them stand up this and that, but that's another one. I'm like literally making my kids was make make my kids go to bed before. So i was like, I don't care. I don't care if you didn't eat. Go to bed. <laughs> don't come in this room. I want to hear this. And those are just things that I always since I was young. I don't
0: know why. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Okay. So that's movie. Good. All right. Uh, favorite food?
1: Oh, it's it's pizza or the perfect burger. I mean, I mean, I love, (laughs) I love food, but, um, it's, it's pizza. I've never met a pizza. I don't love, um, (laughs) you know, and, uh, man, when I get a good burger, when someone just makes the burger right in a brioche bun and a perfect, oh man,
0: you know, do you like egg on your burger? Uh,
1: That is, that is not even
0: supposed to be there. I've heard that's a thing, but that you can't put egg on a burger. Pork. I mean, why not? I just spoke in Spanish. (laughs) That's from my years playing baseball. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say. No, I don't know. Actually, we, my, my my wife and I were just at dinner
1: recently, and she got egg on a burger, and I couldn't look at it. Like, while she ate, I literally was turning my head like this, because I didn't want to see egg running down a burger.
0: Oh, well, no, it can't be running down. It's got to be over hard. I'm obsessed with eggs, so I have them as any any in a salad. Is it good on a, uh, over hard on a burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like runny yolks ever. Why don't we go somewhere together, have a burger, <laughs>
1: okay. and get them to name it something the 99 burger, the okay, 99 okay. MPH all, burger right. all right i mean put <laughs> Let's a little put pressure on. if yeah. i tow their car every day it's gonna get expensive sooner
0: or <laughs> later they're gonna name that burger after
1: you you know i mean think about that 150 and fifty dollar tow bill every day for about 11 days you're gonna name that burger so we could do it i good, like s- it i already got over.
0: one menu item at mission cafe it's a breakfast sandwich it's a special sandwich it's called the pg3 so yeah. we gotta get 99 we gotta get another item on the menu maybe, okay maybe a blazing burger i'll hit them up or something all right sounds good <laughs> sounds good uh favorite car don't say a Ford Explorer. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, an unmarked Ford Explorer that, that you pay for for me. Um, no, I like the uh, probably the uh, 67, 68
0: Camaros. Oh. Yeah. I don't own one, but uh, yeah. that, that's it, that, you know. That's what's up. I like yeah. it. A classic. All right. Yeah. Minus Tesla. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 oh, a classic Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wonder how many times I've laugh like that yeah. <laughs> um all right fast questions <laughs> uh favorite vacation spot <sighs> Um,
1: I, I'm going to like the mountains, but my wife makes me go to the beach and then I sweat. And I got sand stuck all over me. It's a horrible experience for me, but, but, uh, you know what vacations are about family. So, um, we have a, we have a daughter that lives uh, just outside of Hilton head. So we had a really good time there two years ago. We didn't go last year, but we're going to probably go again so we can see her. Oh, I'm so, going, uh, in, in July Hilton head. Yeah. You guys, you want to stay with me? <laughs>
0: I mean, seriously, we could do something. Yeah. We could do so. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, we got to keep in contact. See if we're going after this. Well, I don't want to tell. I already told people I was going to July. So, yeah.
1: I don't know when we're going. My wife hasn't told me yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My so. wife has already told me. So, oh, gotcha. um, favorite. Adv- I mean, I guess best advice you've ever gotten. Wow. <laughs> this is the stumper.
1: Mm, yeah. That one's that one is, uh, That one's rough. Um, (laughs) I just said some things just popped into my head that were very true. They weren't necessarily the best advice and they weren't necessarily made out of. That's fine. Say those. No, 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 no. They're Uh, words I can't say. I mean, there's, there's, there's regulations of that, um, (laughs) the FCC. So um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I was trying to think law enforcement wise, but honestly, I think it comes back to kindergarten, the golden rule. Yeah. others as you want others to treat you All right. I, like I mean it. i know it's boring but it's probably the truth No,
0: right. i, like it. I it, like it it
1: serves me still in law enforcement now
0: that's so. what's up as i yeah. should as i should uh i'm gonna just do let's just do one more because i can't think of any more um favorite actor or actress or oh, no 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 this one dead or alive pers- person you would love to meet jeez Teddy Roosevelt. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I just heard um, on WJR? What's that? That FDR married his cousin. Is that a thing? I apparently it was a thing, but <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I was like, know, wait, what? So by the way,
1: that Orvis name is is a Tennessee name, so I'm pretty sure it's some parts down there was a thing, but <laughs> up here it's not a thing. It's not <laughs> permissible. It's not it's frowned upon. <laughs> and uh no. But uh Teddy Roosevelt, Ooh. man, this guy, you know, he was a you know, he's in wars. He was a New York City police commissioner. He was the president of the United States. I mean, this guy was just, and he, you know, he went through some really tough times and led through those times incredibly, you know? So I think Theodore
0: Roosevelt was, was I have a little bust of him
1: really, um, in my office. Uh, so yeah, that'd probably be the one. That's what's up.
0: I got to ask you this last one. Sorry. Favorite athlete percy garden i was got the <laughs> <laughs> you think you know, i think i want to bite the
1: hand that feeds me no way i mean uh
0: yeah cory continue didn't catch on yeah
1: <laughs> he was a teammate right yeah no he was younger you. yeah he
0: it, and he's he came in here all muscled up and stuff I was like hell relax <laughs> yeah <laughs> over there in that seat yeah. yeah but uh but no um i appreciate you coming by i don't want to you know i'm you know in case something's going on right now that you need to be you know someone getting burglarized yeah i know <laughs> but no i appreciate you coming on the show this was fun for me um and you know we gotta be finding out when we're going on vacation together yeah. and um i got a question for you a yeah. fast question yeah sure. who is a better guest me or chris lane definitely you <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, but your free supply of Wendy's sandwiches has just ended. Uh, but, you know, Chris and I are buddies and I just really wanted to show that out. There. I mean, I don't, I don't, I know it's just a joke and you're not really telling the truth. But, you know, uh, Chris, I, uh, it was a setup.
0: Yeah. No, Chris, yeah. we'll go to lunch. We'll still be friends. And, uh, you know, I got your books that you gave me and they've made me better at life, but yeah. he's a better guest. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Today.
0: Yes. Today. i a better
1: guest named Orvis.
0: Yeah. But no, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for being here again. Thank you, Josh, for producing this. You're the bestest. And uh, thank you to all the people who subscribe. And I know there's a lot of people that watch this show that aren't subscribed. So hit the subscribe button. It's free. Dang it. Or he's going to arrest you. No, I'm sorry.
1: i will tow your car. Yeah.
0: But no, I appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe. Love you guys. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Peace. Kasa Blanca, shoutin', you my little mama. I caught a crib out of water. Say we kasasukasa, it feels like Kasa Blanca, shoutin'.